WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light Indicator in Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant in the newsroom on the Andrew Green. Delaware truck driver Barry Croft Jr. will spend 19 years and seven months in prison for plotting to kidnap and kill Governor Gretchen Whitmer in 2020. Defense attorney Joshua Blanchard says that Croft became radicalized in the years before the COVID pandemic and has mental health issues. If you take his ideas seriously, you should listen to the rest of the stuff where he talks about walking across the ceiling and multiplying the power of Zoltron by seven. I don't know what that means, but I don't think he's an ideas guy. Croft was sentenced this week in federal court in Grand Rapids and has received the longest sentence so far in the case. He and Adam Fox were convicted in August for their plans to take Whitmer from her, her vacation home near Elk Rapids and destroy bridges to prevent police from chasing them. Assistant U.S. Attorney Nils Kessler compared Croft to top leaders of ISIS and al-Qaeda. Police are investigating a crash in Cass County on Wednesday that killed a Niles man. Michigan State Police say it happened about 7.45 p.m. on Bertrand Street near Bachelor Drive in Milton Township. The investigation shows the 65-year-old man was eastbound on Bertrand Street when he lost control of his SUV, veered off the road, and crashed sideways into a tree. When first responders arrived, they found him dead at the scene. Police say he was not wearing a seatbelt. The crash remains under investigation. More than 10,000 Michigan workers lost jobs and filed for unemployment benefits last week. That's about 1,000 more than the week before. More from Michigan News Network's Murray Feldman. This number has really been creeping up week by week. It's the highest number of job cuts we've seen in 14 weeks. 20% of Michigan small businesses say they're laying off staffers. Back in November, it was only about 8%. The study from the Small Business Support Group Alignable. They also tell me three out of four small businesses across the country say they've instituted a hiring freeze at least until the springtime. They say inflation is making it impossible for them to hire full-timers. Corwell Health South has released the top baby names of 2022 at its hospitals in St. Joseph and Niles. Out of roughly 1,300 local babies born so far in 2022, Jaden and Charlotte were the most popular names of the year. The birthplace at Corwell Health Lakeland Hospitals in Niles and St. Joe, the new name for Spectrum Health Lakeland Hospitals, says coming in second were Elliot and Isabella. Third were Giovanni and Abigail. Fourth were Levi and Evelyn. And then rounding out the top five for boys and girls, respectively, were Maverick and Chloe. In 2022, Corwell Health Lakeland Hospitals and Niles and St. Joseph earned a platinum designation for maternal care from the Michigan Alliance for Innovation and Maternal Health. It's been a travel nightmare this week, especially for those trying to fly Southwest Airlines. David Fishman from Cadillac Travel says it's important for travelers to save their documents. Hold on to all receipts, because if you had a voucher and it didn't work, you'll be able to go back to the airlines, and it's probably going to take you a while, but they will give you money back for expenses that you had if they gave you a voucher for food or and or hotel and it didn't work. Among other things, Southwest Airlines has been unable to recover from a vicious winter storms that swept across a large portion of the country. Coming up the weekend of January 13th will be the 29th annual Niles Hunter Ice Festival. It's the biggest winter event in Niles each year, and Lisa Crato with the Niles Main Street program tells us they're back this time with no COVID restrictions. The event will feature ice carvers from all over the country making art out of more than 32 tons of ice sponsored by local businesses. 
The ice carvers bring games with them. We've had Plinko, we've had skee-ball, we've had golf. We've had whatever their imagination brings to them to create on any given year, and it's always lots of fun. Crato says it's impressive to see what the ice artists can do. It's truly phenomenal to watch them take a 4-foot by 6-inch by 20-inch block of ice and turn it into a work of art. But that's what you see. We have truly been blessed and created relationships with some of the best carvers in the country. Things will kick off Friday, January 13th with a fire and ice ceremony. A frigid 5K run will be at 9 a.m. Saturday, and there will be ice wars or speed ice carving on Saturday night. Crato says that the Hunter Ice Festival attracts anywhere from 10,000 to 15,000 people each year. It's named in honor of Henry and Lamont Hunter, who owned the Hunter Ice Brothers Company in town in the late 1800s. Chickaming Open Lands is asking the public to help it locate some fugitive snowmen. It's launched the winter snowman hunt at its preserves. There are six members of the Mitten Gang, a band of frigid fugitives now posted at random COL preserves. You can find clues regarding their locations at the website of Chickaming Open Lands. If you find a snowman at one of the nature preserves, you can snap a selfie with him and stick it on social media. You can also scan a QR code on the snowman to be entered to win a prize. Chickaming Open Lands owns preserves in New Buffalo, Harbor, Sawyer, Grand Beach, Galeen, and Three Oaks. The contest is possible thanks to support from local businesses. And the Bokagan Band of Potawatomi's Four Winds Casinos will host a job fair next week. As the Pokagans seek employees for the newly expanded Four Winds South Bend's Hotel and Spa, the hiring event will be next Tuesday, January 3rd, and Wednesday, January 4th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at University Park Mall inside the old Bar Louie in South Bend. The Pokagans say the event will feature on-the-spot hiring and $500 sign-on bonuses for some positions. Those who are age 18 and older will be asked to apply online before attending the fair. We have a link to do so at our website. The expansion of Four Winds South Bend will create another 350 to 400 new jobs once construction is finished in the first quarter of next year. The expanded attraction will have 317 hotel rooms, a larger gaming floor, a spa, a convention area with a ballroom and meeting space, a cafe, an outdoor swimming pool, and terraces. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. One of the most famous athletes in history has died at the age of 82 following a battle with colon cancer. ABC's Brian Clark has more on the life and career of Pele. His real name was Edson Orantes de Nascimento, but the world came to know the most famous soccer player in history as Pele. He won three World Cups, the only player to do so, playing in the iconic yellow shirt of Brazil. Then he helped popularize soccer in the U.S. in the 1970s, playing with the New York Cosmos. He was ubiquitous worldwide as an ambassador and commercial spokesman in retirement. Pele was in the global spotlight for more than 60 years. He scored two goals in the 1958 World Cup final when he was just 17. Brian Clark, ABC News. The first legal dispensary for recreational marijuana in New York is ringing up its first sales, opening up what's expected to be one of the country's biggest and most lucrative markets for cannabis. The widely anticipated opening of the first state-sanctioned dispensary is operated by the nonprofit Housing Works. It's the first of a string of openings expected in the coming months in New York, which legalized recreational use of marijuana in March of 2021. The first legal shop will join a market now dominated by dozens of unauthorized shops that have operated in the open for years. 
The White House is not letting House Republicans get a jump on their planned investigations. More from ABC's Andy Field. Two of the expected incoming Republican House chairmen, Jim Jordan and James Comer, sent the president letters requesting information for what Republicans promise will be multiple investigations into the Biden administration. The White House saying, sorry, Republicans must resubmit the request when they actually take the majority next week. It's a small few-day delay, but a preview of what could be a contentious two years between the White House and the new Republican Congress. New York Republican George Santos now faces multiple investigations of his own for making up parts of his background. But when asked about the controversy, top congressional GOP leaders have so far stayed silent. More from ABC's M. Wynn. Democrats are calling for New York Representative-elect George Santos, a Republican who admitted to fabricating parts of his resume during his campaign, including where he worked and went to college, to resign from his upcoming post. Some incoming Republicans are also criticizing Santos for lying and urging him to fully cooperate with local and federal investigations into whether he committed a crime. But top House Republican leaders are staying quiet this week, refusing to answer questions about Santos. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is not commenting either. Santos is slated to be sworn in next Tuesday. M1 ABC News, Washington. Roads have reopened and storm-besieged Buffalo as authorities continue searching for people who may have died or remain stranded after last week's blizzard. Mayor Byron Brown announced uh, the driving ban in New York's second most populous city was lifted just after midnight. He says significant progress has been made on snow removal, but he's asking residents not to drive if they don't have to. Suburban roads, major highways, and Buffalo-Niagara International Airport had already op- reopened. At least 40 deaths have been reported in western New York from the blizzard that raged Friday and Saturday. President Biden is on vacation in the U.S. Virgin Islands, but he still has to sign a $1.7 trillion spending bill to keep the federal government running. More from ABC's Jay O'Brien. President Biden has until Friday to sign the omnibus spending bill, which passed Congress before the Christmas holiday and funds the federal government until September 2023. Meanwhile, the president and his family are vacationing on the island of St. Croix, meaning the bill, which took days to be formally processed before it could officially reach the president's desk, will likely have to be tra- transported to the president for his signature. Jay O'Brien, ABC News, Washington. The White House and Senate Democrats are closing out the first two years of Joe Biden's presidency, having installed more federal judges than his two immediate predecessors. So far, 97 lifetime federal judges have been confirmed under Biden, a figure that outpaces both Donald Trump and Barack Obama at this point in their presidencies. Three out of every four judges confirmed under Biden were women. About two-thirds were people of color. The list includes 11 black women to the circuit courts, as well as 11 former public defenders. Both figures are more than half of Biden's predecessors combined. China is battling a large wave of COVID infections, and after three years of being closed off to the world enforcing a strict zero-COVID policy, the country is opening up its borders, allowing freer travel. The problem is they aren't using vaccines that work. That has health officials worldwide, especially in the U.S., on high alert. More from ABC's Lama Hassan in London. The U.S. is the latest country to enforce tighter new restrictions on people traveling from China. Beginning January 5th, anyone flying into the U.S. from the nation will need to provide a negative COVID-19 test result no more than two days before traveling, which they will need to show the airline upon departure. Tighter measures are being introduced now because the U.S. is concerned about China's soaring number of cases and a lack of transparency from the Chinese government. Benjamin Netanyahu has returned to power for an unprecedented sixth term as Israel's prime minister, taking the helm of the most right-wing and religiously conservative government in the country's 74-year history. 
The swearing-in ceremony today capped off a remarkable comeback for Netanyahu, who was, who was ousted last year after 12 consecutive years in power. But he faces several challenges, leading an alliance of religious and far-right parties that could cause domestic and regional turmoil and alienate Israel's closest allies. His new government is pledged to prioritize settlement expansion in the occupied West Bank, extend massive subsidies to his ultra-Orthodox allies, and push for reform of the, ju- the judicial system that critics say could endanger the country's democratic institutions. And a week after the first snowflake started to fall, Southwest Airlines is still struggling to recover from the massive meltdown it had over the Christmas snowstorm. ABC's Jim Ryan has more from the carrier's hometown in Dallas. Southwest Airlines has put out another video apology, this time not from the CEO, but from Chief Commercial Officer Ryan Green, who renewed the company's offer of refunds and reimbursements for inconvenienced customers. You can submit a full refund request for any canceled flights, and if you have any travel expenses due to the disruption, you can submit those receipts directly on our website. Southwest has canceled another 2,300 flights today, but only 39 are set for cancellation tomorrow. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.